Welcome to the Hunt the West podcast, where it's all about getting outside, experiencing the outdoors, and having epic adventures. At Hunt the West, my only goal is for you to get out and hunt. And one of the best ways that you can do that, and maybe one of the most intimidating ways that you can do that, is by backpack hunting. I mean, we've all heard of backpacking, you know, maybe you've heard of through hiking, like the Pacific Crest Trail or the Appalachian Trail, but maybe you're a little bit skeptical about adding hunting to that activity. So today we've got the expert on that subject, which is Josh Kirchner of Dialed In Hunter. Josh just came out with a book called Becoming a Backpack Hunter, The Beginner's Guide to Hunting the Backcountry. I tell you, I I read this book in two days. It was so good. And it was exactly what I've been looking for. You guys know that I'm not a backpack hunter by any means. And I had a lot of questions myself. I reached out to you guys on Instagram and asked for some questions that you had about hunting the backcountry and backpack hunting. And we answer those today in this episode with Josh from Dialed In Hunter. So Josh is a wealth of knowledge and he lays out all this stuff in this book. It's like an encyclopedia. So I really encourage you to go get the book and we'll have a link to that in the description. But Josh is the voice behind the blog Dialed In Hunter and it documents his journey. It He does gear reviews, tips and tactics. And he is just, he has a lot of the same goals as we do on this podcast of encouraging other hunters to chase and achieve their goals. So Josh is super passionate about bow hunting and hunting the backcountry, and he's been hunting basically his whole life. So this is a really good episode for you to listen to if you want to learn about backpack hunting or hunting the backcountry and really just hunting in general. I mean, there's a lot of good tips in here. We talk about mindset and we talk about clothing, which is something that I have struggled with and I have a lot of questions on. So get ready for this one. This is a good conversation. Here is my conversation with Josh Kirshner. All right, Josh, welcome to the Hunt the West podcast. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Good to be here, man. Thanks for having me. No, I'm so excited. I've actually been following you for a lot of years, actually. I've been following your YouTube channel is where I found you. And then your book came out and it was like exactly what I needed and exactly (laughs) what I've been looking for. And so I'm absolutely stoked to talk to you about it. But um, before we get into that, tell us a little bit about you, your hunting background and just who you are a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, my name is Josh Kirshner. I live down here in Arizona. Um, kind of grew up in a, in a hunting family. My dad uh, got me into hunting and stuff and was nice enough to let me, uh, come along on those trips. And, um, it was back when I was younger, that was like more of a, like an annual thing, you know, like I didn't hunt like all the time. And, um, as I got older, when I hit my mid twenties, I was just like, man, I just really want to really jump into this and learn a whole bunch as much as I could. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, ever since then I'm 34 now. So just been, uh, loving every second of hunting and I'm an avid, avid bow hunter. Um, and through that kind of, uh, journey, if you would of learning how to hunt, I kind of realized that, uh, throughout that there was this kind of, there was a learning curve to hunting, you know? and um steep one (laughs) yeah yeah for sure and um uh, the longer i did it the more i found out that people were very very tight-lipped about stuff you know and 
the media, in my opinion, the hunting media kind of like puts out this. And when I say hunting media, I mean like, uh, like, um, like hunting shows on cable TV and stuff. Yeah. Like sportsman's channel and yeah. 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 And and, I mean, they're fun, but like, um, I feel like they give off the wrong impression sometimes, especially to younger kids and people that are new to the, to, to hunting. Cause you'll watch a 25 minute show and then like three bucks die. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah. So when I really jumped into all this, it was like, I, I just, I was like, man, do I just, am I just like an awful hunter or what? You know, like sometimes I've been out here for five days and haven't seen a thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, um, because of that, I was, I kind of came to this realization that I wanted to write it all down. So to tell people that, you know, like this is hunting, like what you're watching on TV and stuff, like you're, you're just seeing a highlight reel. You know what I mean? So I I really wanted to like document how I learned how to hunt and maybe at the same time I could inspire some other people um, to, to kind of do the same, you know, and, 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 let him realize that you know what man if you go out there for a week and you and you don't shoot something that's normal yeah you know it's it's okay you're not like an awful hunter it's just part of it um and that whole thing kind of led to my blog that i started called dialed in hunter and that's why that's why i'm sitting here today talking to you you know what i mean like i wouldn't be i wouldn't be doing that if it wasn't for that it's a great blog. Um, you write all sorts of great articles and I, I've been following your stuff for a while and I, I, I love what you write and which is why as soon as you dropped this book, I bought it immediately and I, re- <laughs> <laughs> and I read it in like two days because I was familiar with your blog and so it's, it's I, really good stuff in, in there. So, I appreciate that, man. Yeah. So the book is Becoming a Backpack Hunter, A Beginner's yeah. Guide to Hunting the Backcountry. And that is like ideal for not just me, but my listeners as well, we are all kind of in that beginner camp. Um, Mm -hmm. There's other, there's experienced people too, but um, most of the listeners are in the beginning stages or just coming into taking it more seriously. I have a pretty similar story to you. Actually, Mm -hmm. we did like the, the hunt camp once a year, just one weekend a year. And I went like a few times and then same thing in my early twenties, I was like, there's something to this and I don't know what it was, but it drew me in and I'm like full force into it now. (laughs) Yeah, man. But, but the backpacking thing is, is pretty new to me. I, um, I've gotten questions about backpacking and Mm -hmm. I like can't answer them because I'm like, I don't really do it that much. And actually I've actually never really done it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, backpacking in general, like just normal, like REI crew Mm -hmm. backpacking Mm -hmm. is pretty well understood. But adding mm-hmm. hunting to the mix is a different story for a lot of people. So, like, yeah. I'm totally sold on the idea of backpack hunting. I've re- I wanted to do it for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, as far as the why goes, I'm in 100. percent But right. for those of for those of the listeners that are not like me, like, why backpack hunting? What are the things that you think of? Goodness gracious! If you asked me that question before I went on my first hunt, I would say no thanks i'm i'm not going to i'm not going to go down that road it just sounded it just sounded impossible to me and I, and i looked at it as almost like a thing where like why would you want to put yourself through that you know it, it like just 
not even talking about bringing an animal down and having to get it out, but the thought of having everything that you needed on your back um, for a, an extended period of time and just carrying it around, it just sounded crazy to me. But uh, once I, that was purely my ignorance on it. You know what I mean? Like once I um, actually did a little bit more research and, and I learned more and more, which took a long time. I, for years I researched uh, backpack hunting um, and I actually went on my first trip. Um, I had this experience where we're, we're coos deer hunting here in Arizona. And the first morning that I woke up, I opened the, opened my tent up and I looked outside and we were camped up on this big mesa and behind us was a big basin that was just filled with rutting coos bucks. And, um, I looked out the door, out the door, man. And it just like what I saw, it was, I'm like, goodness, dude, like that right there, what I'm looking at, that's what this is about. You know, like, that's why is, is that like, you are, you are in it when you are backpack hunting. It is not, you know, I, like I have a lot of fond memories of truck camping with my dad and stuff like that, stuff that I'll never forget, but it is just different on a backpack hunt. You are, you are immersed in like the most wild thing that you can be immersed in at the time. Um, and that's a, that's a very real feeling, you know, it makes you feel small and uh, it just, yeah, it just, so the, so why the experience that, that to answer your question shortly, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, the experience. that's why yeah. it, it, it brings um, with backpack hunting. It's, it's a, more of a, it's, it seems like it's less about the hunt a lot. You know what I mean? It's, it's more about the adventure and I, and I, you know, I've taken out some first timers and stuff on backpack hunts and the, the, the hunting is the part that they are the least enthralled with, you know, cause oftentimes that's what they're familiar with. Right. You know, cause, cause I feel like when people want to get into, okay. So I feel like when someone has never hunted before, I feel like it's very rare for them to say, Oh, I'm going to go backpack hunting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like no, yeah. It's like, hierarchy an or... yeah, it's like an extreme, you know what yeah, I mean? So exactly. like, so I feel like there's like a, you know, it's like, Oh, they're a hunter, you know, and then they want to like get deeper or whatever and get away from folks or they're a backpacker and they want to like try out this hunting thing. Um, well, the people that I've taken back there, they're, they're just like, more enthralled with living back there than they are with, with the hunting part of it, you know, just like embracing, like actually living in the dirt. So, <laughs> yeah, I actually, yeah. I find myself doing that just on day hunts. Cause I, I mostly am just camping from the truck uh -huh. and, and then walking around and then sometimes getting a little bit too far away and then having to walk back all the way Yeah, the because I find myself just wandering around and following the animals and then, you know, I'm, I get caught up in the non hunting part of it a lot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then you're like, Oh yeah, like I should be looking for deer instead of like studying that grouse. On yeah. The, you know, like <laughs> in the binos or whatever. You're like, yeah. Oh, man, or like wondering why a tree is growing in a different way. Anyway. But yeah, yeah like yeah. you get caught up in all that other thing, all the other things. And I've been backpacking before, but I've never combined it with hunting. And so mm -hmm. that's where I think a lot of people, get caught up and 
I, I'm assuming that most of the questions you get about backpacking have to do with gear. Oh yeah. And, and I think people, I don't know, like they, we want to have something physical that we can rely on and be mm-hmm. like, Oh, if I have this piece of gear, then I'm going to be successful in the back country. Mm-hmm. But you talk about in the book, you talk a lot about the mental part of it. Mm-hmm. And so talk to us about like, how do we decide or how do we get over the mental barriers of, you know, being alone or being away from the truck or being far into the backcountry? I think, I think that's a, um, I think that it, that answer is going to kind of vary from person to person. Uh, it just really depends on what you're comfortable with as a person. Some people don't like um, being alone. They, they just, they just don't, they're not, they're not like being alone and like solo hunting and stuff. It's not for them. Um, but in terms of backpack hunting, uh, what I would say to do is if you have like reservations about it, I would kind of like do baby steps if you would, you know, like when I first started out doing this, <clears throat> like I didn't know what it was like to sleep in a backpacking tent or, or on a sleeping pad or anything like that, or, or cook with a, you know, a little ultralight stove. I didn't know how to do any of that. Um, so what I did, you know, for a few trips is I just packed up my backpack. Like I was going to go backpack hunting, like literally everything I needed. I would throw that in my truck and then I would go to a campsite, pull up, get my backpack out, set everything up. Like I was in the back country, but I would do it right next to my truck. And like that, um, kind of got me used to actually using the gear. Okay. So that was soon, sooner or later that became something that I really didn't have to think about. It was just like, Oh, I know how to, you know, I know how to put up my tent and I know how to do the whole cooking thing and I know how to hang my food and all that. You know what I mean? Um, and then from there, uh, I really think it's about, um, we are much more comfortable after we have experienced things, I think. Um, and, and where I'm going with that is, one of the hardest barriers to backpack hunting, in my opinion, is finding out where to go because there's so, uh, like we live out here in the West, you know, and there is so much public land that we are blessed to have. Um, it's, it's quite overwhelming to, to, to look at and, you know, okay, where am I going to go backpack hunting? Well, yeah, anyway, like, here's 23,000 yeah. acres that I can go in. So yeah, which yeah. little corner am I going to pick? Absolutely. And what I, what I think you need to do is, um, keep backpacking and and hunting out of it. Uh, just go hike into the, to one of these areas and just check it out for the day. And I would do this and, and hike in for, you know, a couple hours or for the day to check out areas. And I would mark potential camp spots, find out where the water is, all of this like boots on the ground. So when I actually made the decision to, okay, today's the day I'm loading up my pack, I'm grabbing my bow and I'm hiking in there. I'm going to sleep back there, blah, blah, blah. I already knew I was always already familiar with exactly how I was going to get there. I knew exactly where I was going to put my tent, I knew exactly where the water was. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, if you yeah. put all, yeah, if, I feel like if you put all this together beforehand, it, it makes it easier to digest. Um, 
at least that's what I did. I, f- I felt that I, I found that very helpful for me. Yeah. I think the combination of those two things is like a perfect combo, like scouting out an area and you're like, this mm-hmm. is where I'm going to put my tent. And then also having practice set up, setting up all your gear, cooking with your stove yep. right next to the truck where you're yeah. comfortable with it. And you're like, okay, I know how to do it here. Now I just need to go do it over there. <laughs> right. Right. And, and in all honesty, it's the exact same thing. Uh, you know, like when you're looking at it, like black and white, um, there is no part of that, um, that is different. So whether you're hiking a mile in or you're hiking 15 miles in the process is the same. Yeah. Like all of it's the same thing. What's different is your mind. That's, that's what's different. You know, like, like some yeah. people like, oh, uh-huh. like, oh goodness, you know, I'm like six hours from the truck. You know what I mean? Like that's yep. kind of hard to digest for some people. So, yeah. um, but in all reality, it's the exact same thing. Yeah. And uh, there, uh, there's this little part in the book that you talk about. I'm just going to read a little portion of it. It says, sometimes you just need to do things. Life is for living and you would be doing yourself a disservice by not living it denying yourself the very thing you've been dreaming about is silly. So many times in the past, I've built things up in my mind, got up the courage to push through those mental barriers and was met with what I was, with what I was dreaming about. Not the crazy thoughts I cooked up. Don't talk yourself out of experiencing those dreams. And I think that is just like so perfect. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I wrestle with that stuff still, man. You know, just like every once in a while, especially, you know, if I'm going somewhere new that I've never been before, or I'm, I'm planning a big solo trip. Like right now I'm trying to plan this like 14 mile backcountry bear hunt coming up here in a, in like a month. That sounds intense. Eh, yep. 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 And that's why I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go do that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, cause yeah. it sounds, it sounds epic. And it sounds like one of those things that like, when I get back to like just after the hunt, whether I shoot a bear or not, I'm going to get back and be like, heck yeah, that was, yeah. that was awesome, dude. Because you were just back there 14 miles hunting bears. Like yeah, that yeah. alone is an experience. And I think that's really important for people to remember that yeah. it's not like you see on TV, the, the experience is what you're out there for coming home with meat is like a big portion of that too. Mm-hmm. But you're, even if you don't come home with that, you're still going to have an amazing epic experience that you can talk about forever. Oh, absolutely. You know, like something that I tell people is um, like as a hunter growing up in a school where I was pretty much the only kid that did anything outdoor related. When I would get home, a lot of my friends, they would want to hear about it. You know, they went, Oh, like how was your deer hunt or how was your fishing trip or whatever. And particularly on the hunting side, that whole story was 95% what happened before I even would shoot something. You know what I mean? Like, so, so it just, it's just, it's just a reflection off of what you just said about, about it is about like the story is everything but the shot. That's what, that's what you tell people about. You tell people about like when you're like sitting there, oh yeah, we're sitting there, man, it's freaking snowstorm blew in and we yeah. just had to hunk, hunker down and like I had icicles hanging out of my beard and all, you know, like, like that's, yeah. that's, that's the story, man, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I feel sorry for, for, you know, the people that, that 
fail to see that. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So you, you mentioned a little bit about how finding a place to go is half the battle. So, yeah. um, so let's say you've, you've scouted, you've gone into an area, you're hunting now, um, and you're not seeing anything. How, so how do you decide if an area is worth it or not after investing all that time and energy into getting into a spot? Cause that's like the added complication of backpack hunting is like getting into an area costs a lot of time and energy. So oh, yeah. how do you know if it's worth it to stick it out or to move areas? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question, man. Um, well, this is, uh, forgive me. Did you say I did that you did preseason scouting or you didn't? Yes, you did. Okay. And you saw something in the, but then now it's the hunting season and yeah, you're okay. not seeing anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, sign is incredibly important, right? If you're in an area uh, say, say I'm elk hunting, say I've backpacked into an area and I'm elk hunting, but I haven't seen any elk. All right. It's been a couple of days. I haven't seen any elk, but I'm finding fresh elk sign. Um, I probably won't leave I, even if I haven't seen anything because I know I'm just, they're there. I'm just not seeing them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so you really got to kind of take things as they come like that. Now, if you're talking about a hunt where, uh, say you're say you're like, um, you know, I don't know, hunting mule deer above tree line or something like that, uh, where a lot of glassing is involved, a kind of rule that I give myself, uh, all the time is if I go into an area an evening and a morning and I don't see anything, I'll probably go check out another spot. Like That's if I, rule. if I, if, <laughs> if I glass that, because then you're covering all your bases, right? Cause if you glass that for say four hours in the evening until dark and then the first four hours of the morning and you don't see anything, you could probably, there's probably the grass might be greener on the other side of the hill. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, then again, I, I am a, a huge fan of, um, letting an area work, you know? So I, I, that's what I call it at least. Yeah. Um, so uh, another thing I'll do is, is, uh, that I've done in the past is I'll glass from sun up to sundown. And if I don't see anything that next morning, then I'll move. Mm. Right. Yeah. And I think it, I think it's entirely dependent on the species that you're hunting in the time of year. Yeah. Um, that's true. Cause like a specific example I'm thinking of is, and this tends to happen when I'm alone more than when I'm not, because mm -hmm. I see, I, I came in. In, a, in an afternoon, I saw a really nice buck in the evening and then in the morning couldn't find him Yeah, like all in the afternoon. And then that's just a morning glass. And I was like, you know, the thoughts are going through my head like, oh, like maybe another hunter hiked up through there and spooked him out. Or I heard a coyote this morning. Maybe yep. he's out of there and maybe he's not going to be back for two days or, you know, like those thoughts come in. Because when you're sitting there an hour alone, even just an hour. It's like yeah. your thoughts start <laughs> oh, yeah. creeping in and I don't know. I just struggle with that. Like, Oh, you're not knowing, alone. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. You're not alone, man. Like you, you can really like work, work on yourself, like sitting there coming up with all these scenarios of, oh, you know, maybe, you know, maybe he winded me or maybe he saw me coming up this hill or whatever. And, or maybe he just went on a walk and I'm not going to, you know, like, yeah, it, it just, it, but more times than not, like what I've found is that if you didn't physically, and this is incredibly, incredibly important in my opinion to like bow hunting, like you're doing like spot and stock bow hunting. Um, if you didn't see them actually bust out of the area more times than not, they're still there somewhere, you know, like they're, they're around there somewhere. And I just chalk it up. I tell myself, I'm like, you, you just need to be better. You know, you like, (laughs) (laughs) just be better, you know, find them, just find them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You just need to look Carter, man. So, yeah. Yeah, that's good advice. I need to I need to write that down so I can <laughs> remember that. Like, just stick it out. I I think that's the answer for me because I'm tending to I'm like ah, like I don't know. I get antsy. I want to move. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, no. Sure. Sure. Sticking it out a morning and an evening at least. Yeah. Is a really good rule of thumb. So yeah, I can, like calm down those thoughts when they arise. <laughs> yeah, and then and then I mean you go you can go somewhere else and then you know what you can always revisit that first spot. Mm-hmm. again and and try your luck again you know what i mean it, this is haunting you know like yeah. it's 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 it, which is um often god gosh off the time i feel like it's misconstrued with with just somebody's going grocery shopping you know like i was at a there's a story i've told in the past but i just i just feel like there's so much to take from it and I was uh, at a gas station really early in the morning one time i was going scouting for black bears here and I ran into a gentleman and the guy, uh, a new hunter, you know, he, he was scouting for an elk tag that he had. And he told me, he's like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just, I, I just want to fill the freezer. That's it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like it was easy. You know what I mean? Uh, like that's the impression he gave me. Yeah. And, and um, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not looking for a trophy. I'm just looking to fill the freezer. And it's like, well, I think you're kind of missing the boat here, bud. Like that is way easier said than done. And I feel like you're also kind of missing the point of all this. And yeah, I mean, if if somebody's going out there and just thinking that, Oh, you're going hunting. So you're going to kill something. Mm, uh, well, don't go you, backpack hunting then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're just going to make things harder on yourself. Yeah, like, you might as well. Might as well just get like a doe tag and drive around for a little while. Like yeah, you can, like you can yeah, fill it. You yeah. can fill a tag like that. Like if you if you're genuinely just wanting meat, I don't yeah. think there's any problem with that. As long as yeah. you are like honest with yourself about it. Yeah, um, just yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. And not be like me and say I'm not a trophy hunter, but really it's just I don't know how to find any big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> You and me both, man. Yeah. <laughs> Some of these guys, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't compare myself to other people because I, I really am out there for the experience and the sure. entire thing. And like, of course, I want to get a big one. That would yeah. be great. But it's not the whole thing. It's not the whole reason I'm out there. Yeah, I've never heard anybody say they didn't want a big buck. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Or if they did, they're probably lying. <laughs> yeah, no, they were, try- they were trying to be different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I let's let's talk a little bit about gear 
because that's likely what a lot of people are having a lot of these questions about. Mm-hmm. Um, I did reach out to some people on Instagram and ask them what questions they had um, for you. And mm-hmm. one of them, there, there was a couple, but most of them tended to just have to do with gear and weight and how to decide if something makes it into your pack or not. So sure. we know weight is a factor, mm-hmm. um, like how many uses something has is a factor. Mm-hmm. But how do you walk us through a little bit how you make a decision of how something makes it into your pack or not? Um, this is, this is a trial and error thing, you know, um, that might not be the, be the answer that people want to hear, but, um, when you're first starting out, you will a hundred percent bring stuff that you don't need. Yes. You're, you're going to do that. I'm telling you right now, you're going to do it. Um, so how I decide, like you have your, your, your main gear items, right? Like you need, you need a backpack. Can't go backpack hunting without a backpack. Right. Right. (laughs) Um, but you also, so you got your, your, your shelter, your sleeping pad, your sleeping bag, um, you know, cooking, your your cooking system. These are, these are kind of, you know, um, constants, right. Um, Besides that, though, like, man, I don't know. Oh, water filter. You need a water filter um, unless you're packing water in. Um, in terms of weight with all these things, I say, like, you can make your wallet a lot, a lot less harder to sit on very fast um, <laughs> with buying backpacking gear. This stuff is expensive, you know, to just be yes. honest about it, you know. Um, so on, in that regard, I say, just get what you can get, you know, and because having a super ultralight tent is not going to, uh, the most important thing about that is going to get you in the field. Right. You know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. so I say, if you're looking at, I either can't go backpack hunting because I'm going to save up for this super expensive tent, or I'm I can go backpack hunting and just buy this cheaper tent for this year you know, and then I'll upgrade next year. Get the cheaper tent, dude. Oh yeah. hundred percent. That's like, I, that's something I talk about on the podcast all the time. It's like, yeah, if yeah. you're going to sacrifice a tag because mm-hmm. you don't have the gear or you, you're like, you're going to buy the gear first, like always buy the tag first Yeah, <laughs> and then figure out how to get out there. And if um, that means sleeping in your truck under a tarp, then you should do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, to, to, sorry to, I went off on a tangent there a little bit, but to get back to your question, um, I like to, I don't do this a ton anymore because I, this is, I'm fairly, you know, used to all this now, but when I was first starting fairly out dialed in, <laughs> Oh dude, I, I see what you did there. Um, <laughs> that, was a bad one. <laughs> that was a bad one. <laughs> I'm, a, just, I'm a dad. It just slips in there. Dude, I was just going <laughs> to, Say that was a total dad joke. <laughs> it just happens. You okay, have I'm, offspring, and those jokes just slip in. Yeah, I I feel them coming. I'm gonna be a dad in June. Oh, so. congratulations! That's awesome. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, no, I can already feel like the dad jokes just kind of like <laughs> developing inside of me. Uh, um. Anyways, uh, I'll I like to make a gear list. Okay, I'll write down everything that you bring. So, bring what you think you're gonna need your first trip out. Right. Write it all down, everything that you brought in your pack. If you go again and again and something doesn't get used, 
by that point. And what I mean by that is if you go, like when you get back from your trip, go through all your gear items and mark off what didn't get used. Okay. Go out again, come back, refer to your list and mark off what didn't get used. If something didn't get used three times in a row, you probably don't need it outside of a, like a first aid kit. Like right. that's, that's something that hopefully none of us have to use. Right. Like, but that we need that. Um, but like, for instance, like I used to, dude, I, I used to, um, I would carry a speed loader with six extra bullets <laughs> just in case, I don't know, in case the zombie apocalypse broke out or something, I guess. I don't know. But that, but that never got used and it was heavy. Speed loader, huh? That's yeah, what man. I've never heard before. Oh, <laughs> like I've yeah. heard the extra pair of pants or like four yep. extra pairs of socks. Like I've heard those mm -hmm. that get left behind after the third trip. They're like, haven't been used. Mm -hmm. a speed loader that is a first <laughs> yeah no speed loader i did the sock thing too i would bring too many socks um and the more that you do this stuff the more you get comfortable with now you don't want to grow complacent right but mm -hmm. the more you get comfortable with not bringing stuff and um i think people are only going to understand that after they've done it you know, cause, cause there's some items, you know, that you look back on and you're like, why in the world was I bringing that? But at the time, at the time that made a lot of sense to you to bring, to bring your extra pair of pants or whatever. Like you had like this really good reason of doing that. But in the, in the end, it's like, no, you, yeah, we, we need a lot less than we think we do. Yeah. I've definitely lightened up my, even just my day pack by using that rule. Like if it doesn't get used three times, then it's staying in the truck. And I think that's another thing that people should remember. Mm -hmm. If something is there that you feel like you need, um, or it makes you feel better, you can mm -hmm. still take it with you. Just leave it in the truck. And then worst case scenario, if you do need it, you just hike back out and grab it. You know, sure. so if that makes you feel better to have that extra pair of pants or four extra pairs of socks, leave them at the truck and then just don't put them in your backpack. And then you've got everything in the kitchen sink in the truck yep. ready for you in case you need it. Absolutely. And you can have that little peace of mind, but it's compartmentalized and it's not weighing you down. Oh yeah. No, I do that with um, like, especially if I'm going on out of state backpack hunts, um, I'll have usually like an extra sleeping pad an extra water bladder. Um, you know, these, these extra items, water filter in my truck because I've been on hunts before and had those things break. And it's like, if that happened and I'm 15 hours from my house, yeah. you know, I'm like, ah, uh, <laughs> man, I, I, yeah, exactly. Like I, it's either the hunts or like either I'm going to have to make this big long drive to get to the nearest town or whatever to get to go buy something and go waste a bunch of time. Or I could just bring this and leave it in the truck and be good, you know? Yeah. So great point, man. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about clothing. Um, this is something that I personally struggle with and I am on record telling people that they don't need fancy clothing mm -hmm. to go hunting, which is true. Yep. Um, but in the book, you talk extensively about clothing and the advantages of having high performance clothing. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. what do you tell someone who just can't really stomach the price tag on a good layering system? And so I guess a, maybe a better question is what, what does it, what does it, get you that a less expensive clothing set doesn't um efficiency and peace of mind 
in my opinion like a, a high quality layering system it also gets you ultra it, more lightweight stuff um when you this stuff like a layering system uh we should kind of go over what that is first but a layering yeah, yeah a layering system is a is a a group of clothing it all works together okay all of it is working together so you got you you have base layers which are either you know like a merino wool type of thing or um, there's a lot of synthetic blends out there um, and then you have your insulation layer and then uh, rain gear um, base layers are really made to mitigate moisture and on backpack hunts where you can't bring, like you were saying, like you can't bring like a whole freaking suitcase of clothing with you. <laughs> yeah. Like you would, You're you know like, what oh, I mean? Oh, this one's sweaty. I'm going to change out into a fresh one. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. You can't do that. So like having clothing with this material that um, wicks moisture away from your skin, dries out fast, doesn't smell as much. That's a huge advantage of merino wool. Um, is in, in is very advantageous on backpack hunts, especially you. You spend ten days in the field wearing the same thing, you're going to smell. Okay, like, yes. <laughs> but and like you're gonna stink. But your that merino wool man, like it's amazing. Like it, it just like the fibers, it just doesn't like bacteria has a hard time uh, attaching to it as easily as other as other fibers. So. Um, there's that plus. Um, now, the other plus is is packability. This stuff, like the puffy jackets and stuff like that, um, extremely compressible. That they, they don't take up a bunch of room in your backpack, um, which is gold. You know, in my opinion, the more room you have in your backpack, the more food you can put in your backpack. Because other than food, like I was saying earlier, everything is a constant. Right. It doesn't matter right. if you're going on a 10 day hunt or a three day hunt, you're going to have, you're still going to have that shelter sleeping bag, your, sli your sleeping system, your cook system, all that's going to be there. The only thing that's going to be different is the amount of days of food. Yep. Okay. So if you have like this stuff, that's where this stuff is really advantageous. It's like really compressible clothing and compressible sleeping bags and everything like that. It, it gives you more room in your backpack. And it's more lightweight. Um, and it's not only lightweight, the warmth to weight ratio is, is amazing. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't, yeah, that's so true. Like I, so I have a really warm coat. It's just uh -huh. like a normal, like everyday wear coat. It's not designed for backpacking at all. Yeah. The thing, if, even if you rolled it up and like cinched it down with a belt is like bigger than like a sleeping bag. Yeah. It's huge. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's nice and warm. So like when you pay the extra money for a really like a, like the, a down puffy jacket mm -hmm. or something, it'll pack to like nothing. Yep. It'll weigh way less weigh. It'll be less weight. <laughs> weight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> it'll be a lot lighter <laughs> yeah. than, than a regular coat and it'll be super packable. And so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and when it comes to merino wool, like, I don't know why I have such reservations about getting a bunch of like merino wool base layers mm -hmm. and stuff because mm -hmm. I switched to merino wool socks, which are, yeah. you know, they're like 
10 times as expensive as regular socks. No, but yeah. dude, you wear those all week long and they don't stink. Yep. And you just keep putting them on and they're just as good and they, they keep moisture away from your feet. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know why I just like kind of had a wake up moment. Like I just had a coming to a little bit. <laughs> I was like, dude, yeah. When you're talking about Merino wool, it's like, yeah, dude, I love my Merino wool socks and they're three times as much or however much more as regular socks. I don't know why I wouldn't do the same thing with my regular clothes. It is, you know what I say it is, it, it, it's an investment. And, um, I mean, it took me years when I first started doing this stuff. I never would have bought like high quality hunting clothing if I didn't get into backpack hunting. Like I, 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 I strongly believe that, you know, cause at the time, at least I did when I was, you know, 19, 20 years old or whatever. Um, cause I just couldn't justify it. Um, but when you, <laughs> when you go on your first backpack hunt, one of the things that runs that I remember this when I, the first time I was ever hiking in somewhere, the thing that was running through my head was, man, how can I make my backpack lighter? Yeah, <laughs> <You know>? yeah. <laughs> and, and now all of a sudden you kind of get it. Why, like why these people are, Oh, why, why are they like investing in their clothing? It's because it works better, man. It's just, it's, it's, uh, it's a more efficient system for what they're doing. And I think it's, I find it interesting that people will spend, you know, $2,500 on a, on a bow setup. Yes. And, you know, they might not even pull the bow back on the whole hunt, but their your clothing, you're wearing that the whole time. That's such a good point. You know, so yeah, just something to think about, you know. So here's another question. Um, what if you had to like cut your clothing down bare minimum, like say if you're like on a really tight budget, but you want to get good, high quality layers for mm-hmm. a backpack hunt. Sure. Um, let's say it's a like a high country mule deer hunt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are the, like the absolute necessary pieces of gear? And you can like use the brand name and whatever, like whatever you want, like, what um, are, like yeah. your core things. Yeah. Yeah. So I would, this is all about comfortability. You know what I mean? So do you need any of it? No, right. you can, you can go and do this stuff with a flannel t-shirt and blue jeans they've been doing it for years and blue je- ex- exactly <laughs> yeah. you can go do all this but it's if i suck. had if i had to break down how many items do i get um let's say four okay i would get a pair of pants like a high like a good pair of pants um i love uh i've, I've used first light clothing for years and years um super believe in that stuff but that like the corrugate guide pants uh, those are some of my favorite pants out there you can do karate in those things um (laughs) and you know yeah uh you just have a lot more mobility you know and i find that incredibly useful when you're hiking around like when you're hiking around you have like your pants are sticking to you it's kind of just kind of uncomfortable you know what i mean i've ripped a lot of pants like that um so that's just going to make you more comfortable. But in terms of like, um, like the whole moisture thing, if you can have two base layers and an insulation layer, 
I think you're going to be fine. You can like, it might rain and you might get stuck in the tent a bit, but I feel like you can kind of navigate through that. Cause a lot of, a lot of these like high quality puppies and stuff, they have like a DWR coating mm-hmm. on them. Yeah. And, and you can get away with getting a little bit of rain on it. Um, it's not a replacement for rain gear at all, but if that was something that you were really uh, worried about and you wanted to get by, dude, just do what in black trash bag. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, you can get like a really cheap poncho. Those like, I mean, they rip super easy, right? But like, uh, you can get like a really cheap poncho for like $3 or whatever it is and have your height, your like puffy and your base layers underneath that and your pants. And you probably will use that. Yeah. More times than not, you're going to not use that rain, that, um, poncho a whole lot at all at least at least from my experience you know like like especially during the early season in the high country like you're talking about these rainstorms they usually last like 20 minutes 20 minutes yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so i think i think four items man yeah just like good pair of pants a lightweight uh base layer top medium weight base layer top and an insulation layer okay cool i think that that'll give people a good place to start because you know, maybe they don't have two grand to drop on a whole set of like oh, yeah. high quality clothing, but maybe they have, you know, they can get like four things. And I think that'll yeah. at least give them a, a starting place. Absolutely. I mean, the first thing that I ever bought was a pair of pants. Like I know, like, dude, when I started, man, like I bought like one thing at a time, you know, yeah. cause like the stuff is pricey, you know, like I, I was like, okay, I might get a pair of pants. And then like maybe in like a couple, a couple months from now, I'll get a base layer. You yeah. know, like that's how I kind of, you kind of build it out. I think, so. I think that's a really good point to, to remind everybody. Um, Cause you know, like I, I recommend the same thing when you're, when I'm talking about just hunting gear in general, I'm like, just get the cheap set of binos right now. <laughs> just get, just get the cheap ones. You know, I, I hunted for years with $30 binos. Oh, did you? <laughs> $30. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I'll buy better glass. And then like my life was changed. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, your, ad, your Advil bill went down, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And I actually, I actually look through a microscope for a living. And so I'm used to like super high quality glass. And I don't know why I didn't connect binoculars. Oh, man. Thing. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of turned me into a glass knob but nice which is a bad thing that that's a budget that could be dangerous yeah for (laughs) sure yeah but yeah i think that's good that's a good point to remember just buy one thing at a time you know plan ahead budget for it and you just buy one thing at a time yeah absolutely reminder for sure cool so okay so let's i I mean i feel like we could have a separate podcast episode on each one of your chapters in your book (laughs) but i just want to like hit the the highlights of things that that um popped out to me um one thing that i think is super important to talk about is physical fitness in the backcountry Mm -hmm. and you talk about it in a in a great way in the book so what do you say um to guys um who are worried about their physical abilities to get into the backcountry um I think if they're worried about their physical abilities is a great place to start because that means they're gonna try to you know get better you know what i mean like like i think worrying is a good thing um because it's going to drive you to to improve um 
you don't have to be like an ultra marathon runner or some big body weight like bodybuilder or anything like that or like the crossfit king of the world like you don't have to do any of that like you don't have to be like cam haynes no i, I didn't like can't cameron's cameron is a stud man that he's guy a, i got i he's a beast i gotta give it up to him. oh absolutely but do you have to do what cam does no you don't like like if you want to go ahead more power to you but um what i will say is though that you have to care um and all i mean is i would focus on things that are going to be useful to you on backpack hunts okay so if you like bench press and go ahead bench press but you like you don't like that's not going to help you out too much out there i would really focus on uh core strength um i believe that is is actually comes down to a safety issue as well um if you don't have the core strength to hold up yourself as you're hiking through this rugged terrain with especially with a heavy pack on you could get hurt um so i'd focus on that i would also focus uh, obviously on your legs um and your endurance um backpack hunting is definitely an endurance sport it, it's not it's not a it's a it's a go 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 type of thing you know and having that endurance behind you is what's going to push you to keep going and going and going day after day and that's how backpack hunting is um so Something that I, I mean, pack workouts are great. Like if you got like a trail around you somewhere, man, just load up your backpack with like, even if it's like 30 pounds, you know, and just like go hike for a couple miles. You know what I mean? Like just care about what you're doing Yeah. and put in the effort, jump on the Stairmaster, you know, for a little bit with that weighted pack on. Um, there's plenty of like CrossFit. I know I was like dogging on CrossFit a bit, but like uh, I love, I love that that type of a workout it's quick you can just absolutely murder yourself in in 12 minutes oh yeah absolutely <laughs> you know what i mean and it yeah. just really put it really pushes you um there's plenty of free uh like workouts that you can look up online for that stuff um there's also a couple programs out there you know like mountain tough has some really killer workouts um there's the train to hunt um they've got some killer stuff uh, just, yeah, just, just put the time in and, and dedicate yourself to it. You don't have to be in the gym seven days a week. Um, I think like what's worked for me in the past is just, you know, I go to the gym like three times a week or, or four times a week, you know, yeah. and just, and just kind of break it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the important thing is that you do something. Yeah. Just do like a little bit more than what you're doing now. Yeah. Um, and I want to reiterate what you said about core strength too. I think that's something that's really underrated mm -hmm. um, in the hunting fitness space. Mm -hmm. it, everyone always talks about legs and lungs. Yeah, and yeah. Those are really important. Um, but like when you are hiking, not on a trail with a backpack on, even if it's a lightweight backpack, like if you're in that 30 pound range, I, f I would consider that pretty light for, mm -hmm. you know, a five day, <laughs> like that's pretty light. But I think most people are in like the 40, pound range for and when you're like off trail hiking around and like ducking under bushes and stepping over big logs mm -hmm. like you've got to have a strong core and like your back muscles so you don't tweak something 
Like oh, yeah. I, I've definitely tweaked my back stepping over in a weird way over a log with a backpack on. Yep. And I, I just wanted to kind of emphasize that a little bit more for people because core oh, strength yeah. is, uh, is absolutely necessary. I mean, yeah, like, like you said, if you want to do bench press and do bicep curls, that's cool too, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you got to impress the ladies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If they're even into that. <laughs> yeah. Know. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm married. I, I, I gave up on the girl thing a long time ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm not looking to impress anybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, I'm right. I'm right there with you. I'm into that functional training. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Func- and mostly just feeling good. I mean, like, if you feel like you can run up a mountain, you probably can. So like if, if you're in that physical state where you feel like you can do hard things and mm-hmm. you know, run up a mountain with a backpack on, you're going to be in pretty good shape. And if you don't feel like you can do that, just do a little bit, something a little bit more than what you're doing now and just baby steps, just like what we were talking about with the gear stuff. It's just, yeah, you gotta do something a little bit more. Yeah. I also, and I also think that, um, I also think that dedicating yourself to a little bit of physical fitness also helps dedicating yourself to a little bit of mental fitness. Um, because I mean, there's going to be times where you don't want to go up, get up and go to the gym, you know, like, but I think by making the decision to do stuff that you don't want to do, you're kind of exercising your mind a bit because there's going to be sometimes when you you're out there on hunts and you need to do some stuff that you don't want to do. You know, like, yeah, whether like, it's, oh, I got to go down that yeah. drainage and up the other side. Yep. 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 And it just, <laughs> it just kind of teaches you, it kind of fuels, uh, just the ability to kind of grind through stuff. And sometimes that's kind of how backpack hunting is, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like if you can get up an hour earlier than you are now and go to the gym, yep. that is going to mentally serve you as well as physically. So even if you don't do much at the gym, just get up an hour early and go to the gym and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you'll probably yeah. end up working out and then you'll have exercised your discipline muscles in your brain and yeah. your physical muscles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's really good advice. Yeah, man. Cool. Well, um, I could probably ask you another bazillion questions and we're, we'll, we're going to have to have you on again because I want to, I'm super interested in bear hunting and oh, I man. know that is your favorite thing to hunt that is yeah no i you know what um i get made fun of because i drew uh, a couple years back i drew an early archery elk tag here in arizona and i got some friends up in washington they're just elk snobs and they're like just freaking out just super stoked for me and stuff like that and i was like yeah man you know where i drew the elk tag is also where i bear hunt and I'm like, man, dude, it's going to be hard to focus on those elk. <laughs> if I see a bear, it's going to be real hard for me to like pay attention to the elk. And they're like, what are you talking about? That stinky, fluffy bear, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, I'm like, guys, I don't, I'm a junkie. I'm just a bear junkie. Man. Yeah. Just, we're going to have to get you on and talk about bears and get all the bear knowledge out of you. <laughs> oh no. Because yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm super into it. Even when I talk about bears, we can go for a long time. Yeah. That'd be fun. We'll have to do that in the future. Um, but for now, uh, what we'll, uh, send people over to buy the book, becoming a backpack hunter. Um, I read the whole thing in like two days. It was awesome. And it, it, it's like an, ex, an encyclopedia. 
like you can go through the table of contents and just look, oh yeah, what was the pad? Like, what should I be thinking about, about sleeping pads? And you just open it up to there and it's like everything. It's like, oh, these are the three different types of pads and here's what you should think about. And yeah, it's so comprehensive. I love what you did with it. I'm sure it was a ton of work and I'm so glad that you put it out there because it is awesome. <laughs> Thank you, so. man. I, I appreciate that. That's, that's, you know, that, that's why I wrote the book, man. It was, it was to just kind of condense all of the information out there for into one place. So like people could be like, just have this like one stop shop, you know what I mean? And, and it's not like, it's not a book that's going to make you an expert on things. It's, but it is, it will definitely get you started for sure. Yeah. You know, like, and that it just gets you thinking in the right way. It's like, here's yeah. what you need to think about when considering these types of shelters or absolutely. Yeah. That was my goal. I appreciate you saying that, man. Yeah, no, that I that is totally genuine. I, you guys, he's not paying me to say any of this. <laughs> no, uh, we'll leave a link to the Amazon, the Amazon link in the description, so people can go there and buy it. And then, where else can guys catch up with you if they want to follow you and learn more about you, or if they have questions? Yeah, man. Um, so I'm on all the social platforms, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, just, if you just search dialed in Hunter, uh, I'll pop up. And then, um, I also have a website that people can get a hold of me through and that's www.dialedinhunter.com. I'm always happy, um, to answer questions and stuff when people message me. So just feel free. Cool. We'll link to all that stuff in the description and, this has been great, Josh. Thanks for coming on, man. This has been awesome. I appreciate it, Skylar. Anytime, man. Cool. Thanks. All right. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Josh Kirshner of Dialed in Hunter. I don't know about you guys, but that was extremely valuable information for me. I felt a little bit selfish because I asked a lot of my own personal questions, um, but I know that a lot of you are probably having those same questions as me. And a lot of those questions did come from you on Instagram. So thanks for those of you who reached out and answered that little poll question that I put out about your questions about backpack hunting. Um, if you're not following me on Instagram, go ahead and do that. Uh, you can see that at huntthewest.us. And that is also the URL for the website if you want to see the show notes. So www.huntthewest.us. And you can find all that information there. I hope you can take some of this advice that Josh gave us, figure out what piece of gear that you're going to need, what kind of mindset shifts you need to do, maybe some changes in your physical activity or your fitness so that you can get out there and backpack hunt. Most importantly, I want you to just get out and do something so that you can get out there and have success in the field. So get out there and hunt the West. 